Welcome to Let's Talk Micro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Micro. I hope you had a great week. As always, Let's Talk Micro is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, Overcast, TuneIn Radio. Whatever you listen to your podcast, you can find Let's Talk Micro. I am also on Instagram as Let's Talk Micro, no apostrophe, and on Twitter as Let's Talk Micro 1. So please go ahead and follow. I always like to post pictures of organisms and also give updates as to when the, ne the next episode is coming out. So on the last episode, I went over Streptococcus pyogenes. So this is the gram-positive cocci in chains. It's catalyst negative. It's PYR positive. And using the Lansfield classification system, it is group A. And what is the Lansfield classification system? Well, it is a system used for beta-hemolytic strep that is based on the antigenic difference of the C carbohydrates. And this carbohydrate, it's on the cell wall of the strep. And I mentioned a popular kit that we use for this is the PathoDX. So you have a latex that you know corresponds to that carbohydrate, so it will react against it. And it's a very simple step, and I did a whole episode about that. So go ahead and check it out if you haven't yet. But this kit, it tests for the groups A, B, C, F, and G. And in this system, Streptococcus pyogenes, is, it's group A. So when you hear me saying group A strep or Streptococcus pyogenes, I am talking about the same organism. I talked that this organism, it grows on blood, it grows on chocolate, it grows on PEA, and it is beta-hemolytic. So when you're doing your differential and you're working it, so you have a catalyst negative, and you do a PYR positive, then you should go ahead and do the strep A typing. Because, you know, to a lesser extent, enterococcus faecalis is beta can be beta-hemolytic. So with the type A, you confirm that you have a streptococcus pyogenes. And always use the blood plate to type. I mentioned that you can have some false reactions when you type from the PEA plane. In addition to that, enterococcus faecalis can actually look beta-hemolytic on PEA. When I just mentioned now that to a lesser extent, if faecalis can be beta-hemolytic, that can happen on blood. But to a much more frequent extent, it looks beta-hemolytic on PEA. So you might get some misleading results. So always do the typing on beta-hemolytic strep and do it from the blood plate. And I mentioned that streptococcus pyogenes, it can be seen in a variety of, of diseases, a variety of infections, but the most popular one is strep throat, right? So it is, uh, you know, it's an inflammation. You get sore throat, your tonsils get swollen, and sometimes you have white patches and a foul smell comes out. So that one I mentioned that it's like, you know, it felt when I had it that it was like swallowing a bag of rocks. You know, it was def definitely very difficult to swallow. So then I also mentioned that it can be seen in impetigo, cellulitis, bacteremia, and necrotizing fasciitis. And what is that? Well, fascia is the tissue under the skin that surrounds muscles, nerves, fat, and blood vessels. And necrotizing means tissue death. So there you have it. It's definitely very serious because it can cause, you know, it can be, have tissue death. So you definitely don't want that. 
And you also have streptococcal toxic shock syndrome, which is when the bacteria gets into the blood and deep tissues. And it can result in multiple organ failure. So there are definitely various diseases which streptococcus pyogenes is implicated on. So it's a very serious organism. And blood culture instruments that are, you know, have like PCR, nucleic acid methods, they definitely identify so you can run the blood when it pops positive. You can place it on this instrument, I will give you an ID if it's there. And of course, on the benches, you have to work it up. So you need to rule it out, you see beta hemolytic, you do the proper testing, and it needs to be ruled out. And since streptococcus A is susceptible to penicillin, you typically do not do susceptibilities unless they are requested. But once you have that ID, you can go ahead and report it. Which is also why sometimes, you know, instruments like the Molotov, they're so helpful because you get those colonies, you put them there, you get that ID, and you're done. No further action is needed as far as susceptibilities. So on today's episode, I want to go over more testing used to rule out Strep A. So while Strep A can be involved in a variety of infections like I mentioned, Strep throat is a common one, right? So how does this go? You have a sore throat, difficulty swallowing, you go to the doctor and they swab your throat. So what does the lab do with the swab? Do we do a throat culture? You know, and so we, you know, we play that sample in a blood plate and then we screen for beta hemolytic colonies. Well, you know, that could be done, but you have some rapid tests that are used to screen for strep A. And when I'm talking about rapid, you know, tests, these are tests that you can get a result fairly quick. You know, it can be an hour, it can be a few hours, but definitely, you know, before 24 hours. So they are quick tests. So one of these tests that I'm going to, you know, talk about, there are two of them actually that are antigen-based and one is PCR. So let's start with the antigen. This is the Quidel Quick View Plus. So this is a lateral flow immunoassay that contains a highly specific and sensitive antibody to group A strep antigen. It comes with a test cassette, test tube, dropper cap, and two reagents. The test cassette has a tube well, it has a sample well, and a test read area that contains rabbit anti-strep A antibody. It also has a control window that has heat inactivated strep A antigen. The swabs for this test, they need to be rayon or Dacron tip swabs. And they can be placed in the transport media such as stewards. So this is, this is acceptable. And this is a very simple test. You place the tube on the tube well, you add four drops of reagent A, and then four drops of reagent B. So you're asking yourselves, what is the purpose of adding reagent A and reagent B? Well, the function of these reagents is that they extract the strep A antigen if it is present. So once you have done that, four of A, four of B, you place your swab and you swirl it five times. And then you wait one minute. After that, you remove the tube from the well, remove the swab, but make sure that while you are removing the swab, you squeeze it against the side of the tube, you know, to make sure you get that liquid out. Then place a dropper tip on the tube 
and add two drops to the sample well. And then the test must be read in 10 minutes. As far as results go, so the test area has a horizontal blue line, you know, that's already there, it's pre-printed. If the sample has strepe antigen, a vertical pink line appears, forming a plus sign. So this is a positive result. If the sample does not have strepe antigen, no line forms. And in order for the test to be valid, you need a pink color in the control window, and the test complete window must be blue. And believe me, this will take the whole 10 minutes. Yeah, sometimes, you know, you, you can see it there, you know, you see the positive quick, and then, yeah, the filling of the blue window, um, the test complete window, it has to be blue. So in addition to that, so that's that line, that pink line that forms that plus sign, that's a positive sample. And of course, no line, it's a negative sample, a negative result. So pink line, positive result, not pink line, positive result. And of course, you need the, for, in order to, for it to be a valid test, you need pink color in the control window and the test complete window must be blue. So according to the package insert of this test, you know, it can also be used to confirm the identification of group A streptococcus on blood agar culture plates. And it says that lightly touch a colony using a sterile swab and then follow the testing procedure. So I don't know, your, your lab might do this if you're already working in a lab. I haven't seen it. And the ones that I have worked on, it's always just used for the swab for the throat, but you don't, you don't actually, you're not testing from the colonies on a plate. So let's talk about the next test. So this is the BD Verger system for rapid detection of strep A antigen. So this is a system that is a qualitative digital immunoassay for the detection of strep A antigen in a throat swab. In this test, and of course, you know, this is from the package insert, antibody specific to strep A antigen, it's coded on the test line region of the assay device. During testing, the swab specimen reacts with an antibody to strep A that is conjugated onto detector particles. This mixture migrates up the membrane and is captured by the line of antibody on the membrane. The test comes with a test cassette, reagent one, and a tube that has reagent too. Supply swaps from the kit can be transported in stored medium or Amy's. E-swaps can also be used. So how do we test this sample? How do we you know, perform this test? The setup is very simple. You add three drops of reagent one in the tube containing reagent two. Reagent two has a dye that changes color from blue to yellow. This confirms that reagent one has been added. Then you insert the swab and let it sit for one to two minutes. Then plunge the swab up and down for 15 seconds. And before pulling it out, squeeze the sides. Once again, you wanna make sure you start, you know, remove some of the liquid. Then you cap the tube and add three drops to the sample well area of the test cassette. Then wait five minutes and insert it in the BD Verger reader. The reader analyzes and corrects for non-specific binding and detects positives not recognized by the unaided eye 
to provide an objective digital result. This result displays the reader as positive or negative. So as now that you know two types of tests, now you know you start comparing and contrasting. So these two are very similar in the way, right? It involves you have a throat swab, you add some reagents, add your swab, you wait a certain amount of time. You know, it says, you know, one minute for the Quidel and then one or two minutes for this BD. And then after that, you know, always mix. And then when, as you're pulling out your swab, but this is something that you should always keep in mind when you're using swabs. As you pull out, always squeeze it. So some of that liquid that's on the swab, it can come out. With the Kaidel, you know, you have the line, which is the positive so it's visual. You know, sometimes, you know, they can be, but line intensity, it, the test is positive regardless of the line intensity. So sometimes, you know, you have those lines that are questionable, but if you put it on, you know, against the light and you can see them, you can call it a positive. So this is more, more visual, whereas the BD Veritor one, it will give you the result that's positive or negative. And those of you that work in the lab, you're probably familiar with the BD Veritor. It's a very popular system that we use for the influenza A and B. And you can also do the RSV on it. But typically it's very popular with the influenza A and B. So now we covered two tests and I want to talk about so the last one. So I said two of them are antigen and one is PCR based. So the last one is the Cephi Gene Expert Express Strep A. So this is a qualitative rapid in vitro test for the detection of Strep A in throat swab specimens. This uses up PCR, which is polymerase chain reaction to detect the DNA of Streptococcus pyogenes. So you use e-swaps for this, and the setup is actually simpler than the other two. You know, the test kit comes with a cartridge and 300 microliter transfer pipette. You vortex your swab, and then the pipette has a bulb on the top that you squeeze and then place the pipette in your tube and release. That fill brings enough sample to the fill line. You know, then release the contents of the pipette in the sample chamber. After this, you close the lid of your test cartridge, then follow the instructions for loading your cartridge on the instrument. The test takes 24 minutes, with positives being resulted as fast as 18 minutes. Results come out as detected or not detected. If an invalid result is obtained, then the test needs to be repeated. So just to recap, so as far as the, you know, the, the pipette has, it's a 300 microliters. That's the required volume. And it's very simple, right? You squeeze the bulb, you place your pipette in your tube that has the swab, you know, your e-swab, and then release. And that will bring it to that fill line. And that's enough for your test. So it's very simple. And then once you do that, you put it on the cartridge and then follow your instructions, depending on which model of the gene expert you have. And then you place your test there. So it's definitely walk away. I mean, all three are walk away, but this one doesn't require that one minute. Once you place it on that cartridge, you put it there and then 24 minutes. And then sometimes, you know, a positive 
can be done as fast as 18 minutes. Now that we have covered three tests, it's a negative result enough. What do I mean by that? Does it need to be confirmed by other methods? Well, you know, negative antigen tests should be confirmed by culture in children and adolescents. So the first two need to be confirmed. And then typically, when you perform the test, you know, these two, the Cridel and the Veritor, so you, inoc you inoculate a blood agar plate. And if the test needs to be confirmed by culture, then your plate is incubated in a CO2 incubator for two days. And then you examine it after the first 18 to 24 hours for beta colonies. And then if you see any, you know, if you have enough, you can perform your PYR and your strep typing. If you have Malditov, you can do that as well. And then if not, you can, you know, if you don't have enough for testing, but you suspect them, then you can go ahead and, you know, sub them out for the next day. But if you don't see any colonies, then you can go ahead and incubate the plate for another 24 hours. And then after that, the test can be resulted, the culture, as no group A strep detected. So the, the throat culture reading, it's very simple when you're just looking for group strep. So granted, you know, there are some comprehensive throat cultures where you look for other pathogens and you work out more stuff. But for this one, for the simple throat culture that you're screening for group A strep, you just examine 18 to 24 hours. You see colonies, you have enough, you test it. You don't have enough, you sub it out. If not, then keep it for one more day and then you're done. You know, group A strep detected, not group A strep detected. Sometimes, you know, depending on your facility, you might, if you have another beta strep, you can report as, you know, beta strep not A detected. On children, you know, the culture is still the, it's the golden standard. So it needs to be confirmed, like a negative result needs to be confirmed. So that's for the Kaidel and the Veritor. So when it comes to the Cephate, this test is actually 90% sensitive and a negative result does not need to be confirmed by a culture. Yay, right? So this is why negative antigen tests can be confirmed by this PCR method and labs are moving towards it to eliminate the need for culture. So it is very typical that you can see in a facility that maybe, or maybe like a network of hospitals, like, you know, brother and sister hospitals, that they have maybe the smaller ones, they do the strep A antigen by any of the methods listed above. And then if they have a negative, they maybe send it to a larger hospital or they might have the Cepheid to confirm it. So, and that way, once it's negative by the PCR, you are done. So this, is, this used to be the way a lot, maybe a smaller place sending their negative for a PCR to get rid of the culture. But then nowadays, maybe more smaller labs are moving towards having the Cephi. I mean, there are some very small model instruments that you can test two samples, you can test four. It's definitely, you know, it comes for all budgets and all volumes, you know, all volume sizes. So it's definitely a very convenient test. You test the sample once, 
you get a negative on the PCR on the Cepheid and you are done. So this is a good, you know, comparing and contrasting all three methods. So as far as I think, you know, the, the antigen ones tends to be a little more economical, but the cons, there's like a, that one or two minute incubation that you have to stop. So it makes it a little difficult when you're multitasking, especially in a smaller facility that sometimes they have you do so many things. Whereas the PCR Cepheid, you can just put it and then walk away and then you're done for 18 or 24 minutes, depending on the test. So that's a pro for the Cepheid PCR. And then another pro for the Cepheid PCR, it's that, you know, it's so sensitive that once you have a negative, there is no need to confirm it by culture, you know, for children. So that's definitely a pro. So with the other test, one, you know, you have the one or two minute incubation. You have to wait and then if you have a negative you have to set up a culture and that's going to take another two days to get a fully negative result but of course you know it all varies with what type of budget does your lab has but definitely having the cepheid it's a, it's it's a pretty good test and not only that that platform can run a variety of other tests that i will be talking about on later episodes And that, my dear audience, it's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoy listening about Group A Strep and more testing because I, as always, I enjoy talking about it. As always, continue bringing that passion to what you do. It's so important. Bring that passion. Bring that motivation. This is such great work that we do. Listeners, thank you for all the support. I'm always, you know, I'll, I'll continue working hard to bring more information. I will try to bring more interviews with experts. But thank you for listening and for your support on social media. As always, stay motivated, stay safe, and of course, continue talking micro. Until the next time. Bye.